1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Even in today's woke society, there remains a stigma to being a psychosexual sadist. If you get sexual pleasure from causing intense pain to people that you are incapable of feeling empathy for, you need a place to relax and mingle with like-minded people. Well, look no further than Only Sadists, the Sadist Only S&M Club. At Only Sadists, you can compare notes on how to humiliate, manipulate, and maim your sex slaves with other local sadists. Just make sure not to practice on the other patrons. They're not into that. Come on down to sadists Only. It's the S&M Club without the M. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror
0: movie review show. Go, 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 go. go. stroll through
2: the woods. He had no
1: Horror!
0: The actual releases always get priority,
2: but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh, 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 uh.
0: Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello, hey guys, how are you how how's everybody doing out there in <laughs> Radio Land? You know, I was thinking about that ad. Um, if the other patrons aren't into it, isn't that kind of a just an added bonus? to the sadist yeah but they won't stand for that shit i'm like oh. what the
2: fuck are you doing get like,
0: the fuck out of here yeah, i'm not familiar with that club or yeah.
2: anything like that i haven't been there right. yet. but well hello and welcome my name is bryce hansen i'm the dangerous one your mother warned you about <laughs> and with me as always is professor david day i am the foremost expert <coughs> in scare no no's um before we get started just want to plug our website horrormovietalk.com there you'll find links to all our social media if you're new to the podcast we post new episodes every Wednesday we've been doing it for nearly about 2, two years ye- about so two years now. so like 2 weeks away from 2 years yeah and we haven't missed a week it's been just- yeah it's and and at this point I really can't imagine my life without it <laughs> uh-huh so please subscribe if you have an apple product it would really help us out if you left a rating on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get up to 200. We're at 150 last time I checked. Um Yee. So do that if you're listening on an iPhone or iPad right now. we got a great show today. We're going to be talking about the classic Clive Barker's original... The Land Before Time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, the Green Stars. <laughs> um we're g- we're going to talk about Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Yeah, dude, this this movie
0: um pretty pretty f- stands up really well yeah. to the test of time. Yeah. Uh, like better than a- any of the slashers of the 80s it seems
2: like to me. Yeah, cuz this is definitely it's not really a s- slasher. It's not really a slasher. No. It's it, it's, it's it's like within that realm. Yeah. Because, l- like, you think of what are the classic, like, 80s yeah. staple, like, franchises, and Hellraiser is kind of an afterthought, yeah, be- mostly because the rest of the movies apparently are god-awful. but No, the 2 origin- is good.
0: 2 is legit. <laughs> oh,
2: is it? Yeah. But Hellraiser is, like, really great. In terms of, like, special effects, like the makeup effects. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it, it, this stands up against like the thing oh, as the, one of the most Yeah, this is iconic like stretches of special effects.
0: Yeah, the practical effects in this are <gasps> second to none. Like right. they're and not only that, truly just like I, I'm glad that you made the the Comparison to the thing, because very disturbing, just just in that same vein.
2: Yeah. So we're going to start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten, one being a miserable dredge. Where, you, where it makes you angry that you're watching it, five being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and ten being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, we'll be playing a, a new game <gasps> called Hellraiser versus Hellraiser. Uh, well,
0: hmm. I I, it sounds like just a, a, a game that we've done before,
2: just with a new name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, no, this is completely new. It's breaking. Oh. We're breaking new ground. Breaking new ground. And then we'll go over. It came from social media. We'll, we'll read the happenings of the Facebook, the Insta, the Twitter, the you know Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Patre- let me just say, Patreon
0: is. It's like a. It's like a weird. Like I'm being unironic. I'm just being totally serious right now. That platform is so wonderful. Um, like some of our navigation issues, there there are a few navigation issues on the creator end, but man, just clean and to the point, and uh, and it seems like you can build a really nice community within yeah.
2: Patreon. Well, I think the best part of Patreon is that it's like all the super fans. Yeah, they they all really want to be engaged, and they engage with us and each other. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. I love it. <clears throat> we'll plug Patreon later. Let's stop talking about it. Okay, Patreon. sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Don't want to be too greedy. <laughs> Please give us money. Uh, we, wa- we re-watched Hellraiser this week, and I feel sticky. <laughs> Here is the trailer.
1: I have seen the future of horror. His name is Clive Barker. Unlike anything you have witnessed.
0: of suffering sounds mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> sounds like an overdubbed porno.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good candidate for horror or porno. I've pulled clips from Hellraiser for horror or porno. Before. Oh
1: yeah.
2: We'll just wait for next week when we got horror or porno coming mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser can be found streaming on Shudder or Tubi or, Tubby. or Pluto, which is a new one I've never heard of. So Tubi and Pluto are one of those ad-supported ones that you can stream. I can't remember where I watched it, but I don't feel
0: like I I don't feel like I checked Shudder. So I, I you paid for it. I think I did. I'm looking at my orders on Amazon, and I didn't pay for it on Amazon, so I don't know where I could have possibly...
2: Google or YouTube or something. No, I didn't do that. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Hellraiser is about a, a psychosexual sadist named Frank that finds a personal Pandora's box that he thinks will get him everything he's ever wanted in life. Turns out he was mistaken, and he didn't end up liking Eternal Pain. Homer, this just in: Homer Simpson sleeps in
0: in sex tent he believes gives him sexual powers. <laughs> uh, when
2: his ex-lover Julia. Good morning, Julia. Uh, <laughs> and her husband, Frank's... Do it again. Uh, when her when his ex-lover, Julia... Good morning, Julia. And <laughs> her husband and uh, Frank's cuckold brother arrive in the house that Frank held his ritual in. They inadvertently help Frank begin resurrecting himself uh, when a mostly goo Frank is discovered by Julia... He recruits her to bring sacrificial singles in their area so that he can become a real boy. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) They're run on sentences, but they're gold, right? Yeah. Um, The only thing standing in their way is Frank's niece and the hell demon Cenobites that seek to recapture him. This film is Clive Barker's best film. I looked at his filmography and like, I don't think there was anything that was even close to touching this. I haven't seen a lot of them, but Candyman, I mean, Candyman was really good, but this is, I feel this one's better. I, yeah, I I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I I think this is better, but, um, not far and away. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Candyman is great. Right. Um, <clears throat> I actually don't remember what I gave Candyman now.
0: I don't either, but I mean, it's basically a Dracula retelling, right? So, right, you can't really go wrong with with like repackaging Dracula.
2: Man, good lord! <laughs> uh, it's a unique mix of family dysfunction, sex, sadism, and gore. A little, a little taste. At times it feels like a 50s melodrama, other times like a nightmare, and sometimes like a snuff film. The tone set is really hard to put a finger on, but it is definitely dark and icky. Yeah, dark and icky. Mm -hmm. The surreal imagery and goopy special effects are really the best parts of the film. Um, The acting is not particularly great, uh, but the imagery and themes of the film overwhelm any shortcomings it has. Um, I mean, it's, yeah.
0: Do you have that drop of my, my brand? <laughs> the acting is kind of,
2: my brand.
0: it's kind of my brand. It's, uh, uh, it's very, um, soap opera-y yeah. feeling with a different,
2: uh, w- with a different filter thrown o- over the top, but still. Do you, do you know, um, I mean, I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen the Broadway musical of, uh, Sunset Boulevard. Are you aware of what that movie is about? No. There's this character called Norma Desmond which is an an aging like silver screen era actress. Okay. That's washed up and she hasn't been in movies for a long time and like a guy stumbles across her and she's like basically kind of a crazy old lady mm. that is delusional. Yeah. Julia in this movie, like a lot of the acting, is very, very Norma Desmond, just like way over the top melodrama. Yeah, it does. It, it's. I mean, this was nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Okay. Hellraisers nineteen
0: eighty seven, and you'll notice um, that certainly in the seventies, and even in the late eighty, in in the early eighties, there's a decent amount of vaudevillian um, kind of holdovers that uh, and and uh, and acting even up till. Yeah, eighty seven, eighty eight, with um, with Evil Dead, um, with Bruce Campbell, kind of like, re- re- but that's ironic. Like Bruce yeah. Campbell doing it is kind of ironic. In this movie, it still does feel a little
2: vaudevillian. Yeah, a little, it's, it's unironic. The, I mean the the most uh, uh, the the part that's that uh proves this point is. When she's just on the banister looking down at um, Frank's niece. I can't even remember what the main character's name in this movie is. Uh, The girl. Yeah. Um, Girl. She's looking at girl. And she's standing there for like seven Mississippi wordlessly just glaring. And then she kind of slinks backwards into an open door. Right. It's very melodramatic. Very like... Um, like forties, and yet, Dracula. It, and yet, it still kind
0: of weirdly, it kind of works. If you juxtapose that with other movies of the time, you know, obviously there's the there's the ironic re- redoing of of that of that vaudevillian technique with Evil Dead Two with Bruce Campbell, and then and then if if you compare it to like the, a slasher of I think roughly that same year, I think '88 was when Child's Play came out. Child's Play was deadly goddamn serious with the acting, like very juxtaposed against this. And but but yet they still kind of inhabit the same uh, space of 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 seriousness, regardless of the style of acting they choose. They're still they still
2: both kind of sit together in this like weird kind of grossness. Yeah. I mean, the melodrama and like the the overacting are just weird. (laughs) kind of What's artificial the with you. I just I'm belching, I'm a belching fool. Uh, I mean it's in the intro. It's part of the, it's part of I know. I went to My beat- brand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean all that all that melodrama is really I mean it's it's sold just by the overall tone yeah. of the movie and it's what the kids today would be call would call big mood. Very all nice. Right. All right. All right. So, um what score do you give Hellraiser? It's a tough one. Um, I mean, there's a case that could be made for 10.
0: There is a case that could be made for 10. I'm not that case. I won't make that case. Right. Um, it's... I feel like there's uh, there's a thing that happens with this movie that... Where it tries, and for that I respect it. Right. It tries on a number of different levels to obfuscate the normal, uh, the normal, um, uh, recipe, right? The normal recipe. If, if you were to show me this, show, show me the cover of this movie and tell me it came out in 1987 and I knew nothing about it, I would go, Oh, okay. Well, that guy's the bad guy, the guy with the pins in his head <laughs> uh-huh. and he's gonna <laughs> uh-huh. and he's gonna chase he's gonna chase all these other people around until they're all dead and uh and he's gonna do it somehow and it's gonna be gross and that's not yeah, it's not that at all that's not that at all in fact, there's a lot of intricacy to the story there's a lot of intrigue and interesting things that go on in the story um but it's i mean you know the, the uh, again, Citizen Kane, it ain't. Uh, so, uh, but but there's a lot of things that work for it. The the practical effects are second to none. Like th- this is the best practical effects you will ever see outside yeah. of outside of a Jim Henson movie. Um, mm. But I'm it, it's
2: this yeah, is a it, great it holds movie. up so well in terms of like just I mean the the resurrection of Frank. Just the throughout the whole film is just so effective.
0: There's a there's also a thing that's going on in my head where we've been so spoiled by this uh, by this kind of shutdown thing where all the theaters are shut down. So all we've been doing is reviewing banger after yeah. banger, like great movie after great movie. So I'm kind of getting tired of giving high scores. Right. But um. But I shouldn't. I shouldn't let that clog my vision i i think i would i think to be fair the amount of excitement i have about this movie is around an eight yeah um it's it's not it's i'm not like amped up about this movie i wouldn't uh i wouldn't highly recommend it to to friends or anything but if someone were to say I really like the I really like the special effects in the thing. I oh well, Hellraiser. Or if they were like, I really want a non stereotypical horror movie. It's oh Hellraiser,
2: obviously. Right. Or I really want a horror movie that focuses on a psychosexual sadist. (laughs)
0: Right. Obviously, then it's
2: Hellraiser. I'll tell you. You know, um,
0: the thing that I've been noticing about I'm not a big Clive Barker. Uh, guy, I've never, I've never watched much of his stuff at all, with the exception of Hellraiser. Uh, but I'm noticing a through line in all of his work, which is all of it is way more sexual than anything else in horror. Yeah. Way, way, way more sexual. And that adds an additional layer of taboo kind of grittiness kind of discomfort. Yeah, which is I, mean, I appreciate.
2: Yeah, you definitely I mean this this film is very transparent in that you get a good sense of what Clive Barker's kink is, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the other thing I was noticing about this movie, well, I'll I'll save that till till spoilers. Uh what do my, you think my score Yeah, I think it's really great and it holds up real well mm-hmm. in in terms of just rewatchability and if you were to give this to someone today that knows nothing about Hellraiser, they will walk away with something like, Jesus. Yeah. You know? Just yeah. like they would not they were not prepared for that. It would there, impress them. There's lots of moments like that. Like, I was not prepared for this. Yeah. From anything that I've ever seen before. Yeah, there are parts of this
0: that are legitimately Toe curling, scary and gross.
2: Yeah, and how it handles it... Th- that's the other the other thing is that the gore and the just the effects. There's plenty of movies that go that far. Yeah, n- now and in, in like even the two thousands and and stuff that, but the difference is like they focus on And this one just really takes it seriously. For some, uh, I don't know how to how to put it, like exactly well. But I mean, I, the it's like the it, difference between
0: and this is this is a uh, an analogy, so it won't do so well. But it's like the difference between Scream and other slashers. Yeah, Scream, you get this visceral like. The knife is fucking serious. Right. It's really serious. It feels real. Yeah. Because, and they focus on, on it getting closer and pushing into your skin. Yeah. And, and by virtue of that, it's much more disturbing than a Friday the 13th. Right. Because he just hacks at you and then you're dead. Yeah. Um, whereas in Scream, it's fucking, it's visceral. And in yeah. Hellraiser, it's visceral. Yeah. Uh, it, everything is treated as like, Oh, this poor rat that you're cutting in half—it's alive right now, and you're ugh, you're slicing it in yeah. half, and it's ugh, it's uh, it's treated very
2: seriously. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think I think it deserves a really high score, no matter what. Um, just from just from the effects, and yeah, yeah, I how, how unique it is. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh talk a little bit about some plugs. So we talked about Patreon, how great our community on Patreon is and we love everyone there um that participates and and uh you know, there are own personal sponsors. Um new Patreon, new patron this last week was Breeby. 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 Breeb. Uh thank you so much Bree for for joining us. Um the there's a lot of perks that a lot of people like the most popular is the afterpod where we leave the mics running and talk about um you know existential crises yeah no <laughs> talk kid. talk about fun topics like my father dying and uh you know Mental problems. <laughs> and yeah, and and not only that, you
0: know, if if you sign up for for Patreon, I will personally send you a a a thank you card with some of our um some of our stickers from our horror movie talk store, yeah. and so you just get those
2: as soon as you sign up to be a, a yeah. Patreon member. Yeah, it's not a it's not listed, because um, it was kind of a secret until now, um, but yeah. We, we trade we treat our patrons right yeah um, lots of other perks go check it out patreon.com horror movie talk <laughs> another way you can support us is our new shop on horror movie um, we're stickers gonna have are
0: flying off the shelves here people
2: yeah we're gonna have a lot more um, swag but right now it's filled with stickers our backlog of stickers that we've printed to you know vandalize Vancouver Washington and Portland but you can have access to these stickers and vandalize your Vandalize neck of the Nashville, Memphis, <laughs> and other parts of Tennessee. Um so go check that out. Eventually we're going to get t-shirts and other stuff. Um I have I have a plug.
0: Um also I would like to uh to plug localasfuckapparel.com. This is an apparel company that is just about as local as you can get. They're based out of our hometown of Vancouver, Washington and they're going to be handling Probably handling the production of our HMT t-shirt lines. Uh, so, um, when if you guys have a chance, their shirts are pretty fucking cool too. They 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 say local AF on them, and uh, and so you can kind of rep how local you are. Uh, so if you use the code HMT at checkout, you get a ten percent discount off your whole order. There again, that's local as fuck apparel.com and check at least check it out because uh, I'm I've bought a few pieces of uh, of their of their apparel and I really like it It's high quality shit
2: um, also if you want to watch Hellraiser it's on Shudder you can use the code HMT at checkout for Shudder and you'll get a 30 day free trial um, so free streaming of Hellraiser for 30 days if you want it Yeah Hellraiser every day for 30 days Mhm <laughs> Um, also check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from his HMT fans. We've got several of the stickers that are flying off the shelves are Dustin's designs for our, um, American Psycho episode, the, the Shining episode. People and love that American Psycho one. Color Out of Space. Um, yeah, that one too. So yeah, check him out on Instagram at dgobel00. D G O E B E L Zero Zero and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell them HMT sent you. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Oh.
0: You're really. Oh, oh I'm. Spoilers! In the go back, <laughs> back to that, that one, one where I'm in the toilet. toilet. Oh, this one? Hey, Ollie! <laughs> hey, Ratty! Hey, Ratty! <laughs> Corn for you, Ratty! Thank
2: you. <laughs> Was that the one I just. <laughs> what, what did I have before? Hello! <laughs> hello, hello! Okay, there we go, there we go. <laughs> <Ready>. <laughs> Roke drain. We should have these things taken away from us, for sure. Yeah. Um, That's another reason to to tune into the Afterpod. It's all drain addict talk all the time.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy.
2: So, yeah, the one thing I was going to say about Clive Barker, the feel you get. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, is he more successful as an author? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get that feel from them that this feels like a novel storyline, because there's a lot of, like, non-sequitur, a lot of surreal stuff, a lot of, like, just color that would work better as, like, yeah. different chapters, different yeah segments. So, like, the stuff with Tracy where she's seen, like, just a random hobo, you know? Yeah. That's, like, in a movie, it's like, what? In a, in a book, it makes a little more sense. I don't, know how to, Barker, I don't know how to put
0: that. but Clive Barker is probably one of the most successful author-turned-screenwriter um, and director uh, dudes out there. Um, and uh, a lot of the things that I've been doing ever since Candyman, I've been doing a little bit of research on him because he's terribly interesting. Um, he's, he's gay. He's gay. Uh-huh. He's British. Um, he, and, uh, he's obviously got some kinks. Yeah. Uh, and,
2: uh, and, uh, he, I mean. It's one of those things, like, it, yeah, he's, he's like, uh, Stephen King, but he goes a little harder. Yeah, It like, goes a little Ste- harder. Stephen King definitely has some sexual kinks that come out in his stuff. There's just random, like, weird sex stuff. Yeah. That comes out in his stories. And Clive Barker is like, it's, it's a feature. It's baked in. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You, you know, you know what it feels like. It, it And, and I, and I bet this mirrors, I, I would guess that this mirrors their personalities very much because with Stephen King, it feels like, um, it feels like he's working, you know, he's uh-huh. working through his work day. Yeah. And then he sees a picture of Ariana Grande and he's got to jerk off. <laughs> you know, it just, it just happens at some point in his day. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and that comes out in his writing because it's like, oh, wait, there's some weird sexual stuff that pops up and then it's gone. Yeah. And, but with Clive Barker, it's like sexual, 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 yeah. sexual, <laughs>
2: more sexual. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't read a ton of Stephen King, but I read <laughs> Cujo, which is a very simple story about a woman being trapped inside her pinto by a rabid giant St. Bernard. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also a big part of it is her ex jacking off over all of her items in her house. What? So you know what? Okay, thanks, Stephen King. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like again, it's it adds nothing other than like, huh? The guys, jerking jack- off on her bed, I guess. I I wonder.
0: Um, I have I have a little a little. We've talked about my dad and how goofy he is. Uh-huh. And and I've wanted to bring this up once or twice, but um but this for some reason you just reminded me of this. So I figured I, I'll bring it up now. Is okay. is that is that kosher? Go for so it. my brother and I have kept a, a log of the ridiculous things that my dad has said over the years <laughs> in a shared file that we can both <laughs> access over our phones. OK, so um, so this is things that my dad says um, and, and there's I really don't have any anything to like to intro this other than this is just fucking some. Wo- and this is a actually here's a good intro. This is shit that we talk about on uh, on our afterpod. afterpod. Yeah. So things my dad says the dog was laying there all crimped out referring to super relaxed slash asleep all crimped out crimped out all crimped out so now i say anytime anyone in my house has fallen asleep i'm like she's all crimped out over there
2: um <laughs> <laughs> he uh he also said Does that have significance in arborist it,
0: no world? no it doesn't have any significance at all it's just he's he's his brain can't keep up with him uh-huh. and so he you get these ridiculous things like let just go burn some water <laughs> He's uh, he wants you to boil water. Uh, Here's another one. She wasn't as ambidextrous as normal. This is when describing his dying mother who was playing a cribbage game with him. Her motor functions were shutting down. She wasn't as ambidextrous as normal. Right.
2: Well, that's just adding Amber to what he meant. Uh,
0: (sighs) It's good coffee. I always think it's going to be laced with gas at the gas store. What he gets all his coffee from gas stations? Oh, but he's he's. I think they're just
2: like there's some gas station attendant that's putting in some gasoline.
0: Yeah, it's good coffee. I just always think it's going to be laced with gas at the gas store. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) did you (laughs) did you try on those buckaroo pants we got you yesterday? (laughs) Buckaroo pants what's that pants just pants pants just pants Hmm. Kath can you buy me a weasel talking about a painting easel (laughs) he's my mom's name is Kathy so he goes Kath can you buy me a weasel (laughs) and he expects her and the best part of that sentence is after she goes what he gets all angry he's like a weasel a weasel a painting weasel can you get me a
2: painting weasel
0: yeah. Anyway, so there's some uh, more more of that on on uh, on our next episode.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, Clive Barker. It feels very authory. Yeah. 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 That's that's a feature. Uh, um. So it starts out very strong. It does not wait to get into it at all or really explain anything. It's it's very much show don't tell. Yeah. In the the opening, like what is it? It feels like even just five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's a very. Uh, <clears throat> It's a very Indiana Jones feeling opening. Right. So it it opens up and he's like at some, you know, nameless side restaurant. Just a little back alley market restaurant. Yeah. No. Somewhere in the Middle East. Maybe. maybe, Turkey. Somewhere where people are brown. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Came here to be
1: scared. Uh,
2: So he's. So Frank is sitting across from this merchant, and uh, what does the merchant say? He's like, "What's your pleasure?" Or yeah, "What's like your it. pleasure?" And he sets down this cube. Um, what's the Simpsons quote about a cube? Oh, your uh, car has <sighs> been compressed into a cube. Please pick <laughs> up your cube, <laughs> or something like your that. Your car has been impounded. Your
0: your car has been uh, has been towed to the to the dump your car has been crushed into a cube please come pick up your cube <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um
2: that's so the the uh and then the chuds came at me the uh cube in front of frank and these are not hand models this is like the first like dirty feeling you get because the hands reach out to grab the cube and it's got the dirtiest fingernails i've ever seen captured on film. Yeah, pretty gnarly. They almost, it's almost like my nails. Yeah. Pretty gross. Um, so, <laughs> just every opportunity they have to be off-putting and gross, they they take it in this movie. Um, so this box, it's described later in the film as it will open up doors to heaven and hell, but I think it will only hell. Well, you don't see a lot of heaven and well any of these movies probably i, I don't think, know i haven't uh, seen a lot yeah,
0: of I, them, but. I think the the inclination or the uh the the unsaid uh suggestion there is if you're clive barker it could be heaven <laughs> hell is your heaven <laughs>
2: right 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 because uh because you're into that shit but very much the it provides the most extreme of Pleasure and pain, as long as you get pleasure from pain. I'm super interested.
0: I'm super interested to hear from anybody who has an S&M kink. Uh, if, you, if you guy, If anybody out there is listening to the sound of my voice and has an S&M kink,
2: can you describe it to us? I know... Yeah, if I you're like... B- if you hear S&M and you're like, <laughs> my brand of kink, then uh, contact us. <laughs> yeah, because it's just one of those things where it's like, ow, why would that... Ow, why See, would, I... <laughs> I like, I like Norm, Norm McDonald has a bit, or at least just an observation about this, which is like, I mean, S&M sounds fun for the sadist. Like, yeah, anyone would have fun being the sadist. No one wants to be the masochist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and, and like, I mean, one time I, uh, I went to, uh, to spank a girl really hard hmm. and, um, yeah, and I wound up missing her ass and I hit my own balls. <laughs> and I. And you
2: didn't like it? It was the worst. It ruined the whole night. It was awful. So you're saying you wouldn't want someone in heels to step on them? I went to be the
0: sadist and I ended up being the masochist. <laughs> and I was doubled over on the floor and. Yeah, you just experienced the, the whole.
2: SNM. Yeah. It was all in
0: of, one, yeah. swoop one, swoop. <laughs> one swoop
2: of my hand. One swoop of my hand. Um so this this box is really a Pandora's box. I mean that's kind of what it represents, yeah. but it's not like worldwide. It's very much a personal Pandora's box. Um he opens it up and uh in almost an instant he's ripped ar- ripped apart by hooks. And it like goes into this hellscape where there's just parts. But it's not just a box, it's a puzzle box. Yeah, right? it's a puzzle so, box. So you sure, gotta, sure. You, a gotta, gotta, box. you gotta,
0: you got like Rubik's it around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's but, like a, if you're in an escape room, one of the boxes that they give you.
0: Yeah, but, and, and the weird thing is when, when he gets revived, it's not like he has a bunch of bad things to say about the box
2: exactly. He's right. like,
0: it's, it was pretty
2: great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was into it, but you know. But also boo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> heaven and hell. Turns out that it's not that hard to solve this box. All you got to do is rub its nipple.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of c- tweaking.
2: <laughs> yeah, just caressing. Um, you know, if you're if you're in a nipple play, you could definitely uh get. Oh Jesus! It Please only makes don't. Sense. Please don't. It only makes oh, sense God. to take my shirt
0: off during uh, a Hellraiser. Uh, Are you kidding me? All right. Is it that bad? Am I do I disgust you that much?
2: Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Julia. So Julia is a weird character. Mm. Like I'm up here. Very, very, <laughs> very melodramatic and, you know, pretty obviously a bitch.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, She's straight out of a soap opera. She is a soap opera bad lady yeah a bad lady from a soap opera straight up
2: yeah and um, you're not really told a ton about what's going on but you get the feeling that there's there's history between Julia and the Frank guy yeah even though her husband's his brother and uh, and for some reason she definitely does not like Jesus like whenever she sees like the religious iconic iconography. She's like, she's like, put off. Stop it. I can't help myself. What is going on? What did you do? What did you drink? Like coffee? <laughs> wow. It's coffee and eggs. and that's it carbonated coffee? No. <laughs> nope. Wow. Um, okay. So she's, she's got her own thing going and it's revealed over time and she's really, kind of the villain of this movie if there's anyone to to label the villain it's not the cenobites it's not even really frank Uh, it's kind of frank it's kind of frank but it's really julia i mean in terms of like how many kills yeah are made in this movie julia is the leader
0: yeah uh, there's an argument to be made that you know she kind of cringes the whole time. She's like, she's conflicted about it. Frank is full on embracing mm, of sure. the, the dark side, but, yeah. but nevertheless, I mean, whether or not you liked to do it or not, you still did it. So fuck you. Like, um, yeah, yeah, she, she's definitely a bad guy. I, th- I, I kind of a- always viewed this movie or, uh, or Hellraiser as, as her and Frank being the bad guys. And then strangely, I feel like, the cenobites are kind of like this neutral force. Mhm.
2: Th- hey man, we just play by the rules. Yeah, exactly. You open the box. Look, we gotta take you we travel around
0: the boundaries of the you know of yeah. experience it's just our job we just we just rip apart souls well we take you on an experience we got to give you look you paid for the timeshare of torture and now we got to give you the
2: experience yeah. so yeah. rate us five stars in hell <laughs> um is it me or does everyone in this movie look weird Yeah, every everyone has, well, with
0: Except the exception for, of the young yeah, the with, young lady uh, What's her name?
2: I, I had her name for a second What is her name? Christy
0: Christy Christy Cotton Yeah, every, uh, her dad, uh, mm-hmm. Frank's brother is goofy looking yeah, his Frank eyes, is even goofier looking Yeah, his
2: eyes are a little too wide or yeah, something Yeah,
0: just strange facial, facial structures and I
2: think a lot of it's just their, I think they're probably English actors English actors look a little weirder Wow, sorry, Ross and Kitty. Jeez. I'm sorry. It's but I mean, and honestly. all of
0: our other, we have a, a decent amount of, of of British patrons, actually.
2: Well, I mean, the U.S. has Hollywood, and we get to set the standard mm. for what looks normal. Yeah, this was all shot in in uh, in England, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt very English. You see, it felt like Detroit to me. It felt. Uh, it felt. Rust in terms belt. of, in terms of, like the actors, I could tell all of those actors were ah, English. Yeah, doing American accents. The
0: sets felt like a rust belt sort of house to mm. me. It felt, it felt like, a, you know, a turn of the yeah. century
2: rust. I mean, belt. it is set in the U.S. It's set in the U.S. Yes, but it's all shot in, yeah. in England. Um. Yeah, even the even the movers look a little weird. Which had the best moment. Um, in this movie which was that your daughter uh-huh got her mother's looks my mother's dead oh. <laughs> oh just the immediate no no pause whatsoever that your daughter uh-huh
0: got her mother's looks my mother's dead her mother's dead <laughs> you son of a bitch obviously this this comment has happened before too yeah
2: Damn. um yeah, and then it tells like the backstory of Frank and Julia. Um it's like on their wedding day, and Frank's like, Yeah, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Get ready, bitch. And She's he's like, Oh okay. I mean he's just like he op- she opens the door and he's in the rain, you know. Here's this man, tall, dark, and sadist, and she just can't resist. Yeah. Moving on. See you later, buddy. Yeah! So yeah, and the the way he pursues her, um, uh, <laughs> the scene where he first seduces her, um, he just goes on and like sticks his finger right in her mouth. Yeah. as a first move, it seems forward. Has that? Does anyone do that? Has that worked for anyone? And you're like, all right, I'm gonna really seduce this girl, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just what are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, this is the difference between, uh, especially with those dirty nails. God damn, this is the difference between alphas and simp's. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wouldn't think to do to do this this uh, this sort of alpha move of like cramming my finger in someone's mouth, but I bet it works out forty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I mean, a lot of. Uh, as we said, this movie is definitely about sex and pain, yeah. and like pretty much rapey intentions from from Frank. Like, yeah,
0: he's really fully rapey,
2: and there's there's even insinuations that like he molested Christy. That's what I got. I don't know if it explicitly says it, but it, yeah, it feels like that. Oh yeah, well, as
1: soon as Christy
0: sees him, um, she's like, "Whoa! I thought I was done with having yeah. to deal with you." Yeah, like. Yeah, it does feel it does feel like there's a past there that is gross.
2: Yeah. Um, and the Julia's husband, um, Frank's brother, uh, he's he's like, <laughs> if you're if you're watching like a cuckold porn, like he is the husband. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, my brother having sex with my new wife. Oh, <laughs> um, great. Julia, why? Um, and he scrapes his hand on a nail. And he's like, "Oh no, my hand!" Like he, he, he... scraped the fuck out of his hand. <laughs> he needed stitches from scraping on a nail, but still, like he's like, hm, "I can't look at it. It's, I can't look at the blood." There Julia. was a lot
0: of blood coming out of yeah.
2: it. I'm, I'm actually that, that same
0: way to an extent with my, with my own injuries. Would you run to your wife though and be like, "Eh"? Oh. Um no. Well, I guess it depends. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, if I, like I guess I'm yeah. With my <laughs> own injuries, I would grab so, it and put like pressure on it. Yeah. And then you with know, my, take yeah, it from there. Well, with my own injuries, I can psych myself out. Right. Um it's like um like for example, I'm fine getting my blood drawn, but if I look at the blood rocketing out of my arm, I'm like, <laughs> "Whoa." <laughs> like that
2: that does not sit well with me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I don't think that'd sit well with anyone. It makes me f- very feel very faint. Hmm. Um That's understandable. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: you know, when they when they put the the you know, the tap into your vein, I mean, your blood
2: pressure is impressive to to witness shooting out of your arm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so he's like bleeding all over the place. Julie is up in the in the attic where Frank did his business and got taken by the cenobites. And then as like it looks at the blood on the floor and it's like slurped up by the floorboards. Yeah. And it goes underneath and you see like a preliminary heart yeah, start not, forming. Not just a heart but kind of like kind of like the house
0: yeah. it is is housing Frank's organs and they're like and they're like
2: being reinvigorated by this blood. Mhm. Yeah. And then that blood really gets him about like 30% of the way from being resurrected and and like the first scene where he comes out of the floorboards is so effective it's so gross yeah
0: it's that's the most impressive part of the whole movie to me is yeah. is this this scene where he's like lazarus uh rising kind mm-hmm. of like just just kind of forming out of nothing into like this this wet goop into
2: a skeleton into like sinew and then yeah I mean it's it's 80s gloopy special effects at its best yeah it's m- more gloopy
0: than a- any alien movie I've right, seen it's right full gloop yeah
2: you never go full gloop well in this case you do I mean I guess I'm a pretty sick guy um yeah it seems like the lion's share was of uh reconstitution was from his brother's like 45 drops of blood. Right. Yeah. And then it takes like for the rest of the movie, like four or five victims. Here's a fully sucking the life out of them to get like to.
0: Yeah. Here's a full rest. person. Well, that'll get me about 10% of the way. So you're going to need to keep them <laughs> bodies coming, baby. Uh, yeah. It seems like, it seems like he try, he doesn't try as hard to make as much of <laughs> each successive body. Right. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave all this gross stuff because there's poop in there or right, something right. Like that. <laughs> right,
2: So he, he um, recruits Julia to go and and find um, rubes at the local bars to bring back to her house to have sex with. And uh, the first one, I mean, they're, they're creepy guys, but they're like, yeah, I'll have an affair with some attractive woman.
1: That's pretty thick.
2: I was just going to talk about the goopy sounds as Frank's walking, as Frank's walking over the floorboards. It sounds like. All right. Um, and, you know, just everyone, almost everyone except um, Tracy. Was it Tracy? Right. Everyone except the girl is like a real creep. Christy? There's, yeah, Christy. Yeah. It's a real Real creep, and maybe Julia's husband, but like all the guys that she brings in, yeah, It's like, <laughs> well, even even her husband's like, "Do you want a cookie, little girl?" And you're like, Ew, Jesus, good lord, yeah, yeah. I feel I like it makes me.
0: I don't know if I don't know if this is the way Clive would want me to feel about him necessarily, but I do because for this to be your, it's just. I can't, I don't look at the world through this filter, you know? And for somebody to be able to look at the world through this filter, some shit must have had to happen.
2: And I just feel sorry. Yeah. You know, it's like, God, it's nasty. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird what, yeah. Again, if you're into SM, let us know what got you there because I don't, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's one of these things where a lot of times people can't see the forest from the trees you know it's like, i just like this stuff it's like oh were you ever were you ever abused no okay well i mean did your dad rape you oh yeah
2: numerous times (laughs) (laughs) i mean only from ages like eight to ten it wasn't that was really his range you're making a big deal out of this it was forever ago um it wasn't my dad it was my brother come on there's a lot of like real surreal imagery through the, throughout this, especially with, with Christy. Um, lots of weird nightmares and dreams and um, shots of like blood going through walls and, yeah. and stuff like that. And then she runs into like Christy really doesn't have anything to do for most of the movie. She's
0: just there. kind of look shocked or yeah. look pretty or. Or
2: to show weird surreal things to. Yeah. And. You know, the other examples that there's this weird bum that's gross. That's like eating crickets <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. What's the deal with that bum? Yeah. There's the, <laughs> there's like no real payoff. Only at the very, very end of the film. Quite a payoff, actually. The bum turns into a pterodactyl. Bum- like a bone dragon. A bone dragon and takes, the, takes the cube and leaves. Yeah, the,
0: the, I feel like the bum is almost like the... Uh, I feel like the bum is almost the... The Observer from Marvel, you know, sure. like he he shows up when the cube's about and he watches what goes on and then he makes sure the cube gets back to the, uh, the yeah. old
2: cube purveyor. Car has been crushed into a cube. Please keep, pick up your cube. Right. Um, watching Julia recruit men to get murdered just makes me think it's a real good thing there's not more women serial killers. Oh, man. Like. Oh. We, it, the human race would be in danger if there was, like, as many women serial killers as Fuck it, as men serial it, killers. It, just because it, it's it. just like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like, walk up to, especially if they're reasonably attractive. Would you just be like, like to have sex? Yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Okay, come with me. Come with me into my uh, brown panel van. Yeah. This sounds right.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Whatever you need, um, there. Yeah. Um, actually, so did you know Netflix just uh, released a season, a new season of Unsolved Mysteries?
2: Yeah, I started watching them. It's not the same. Um, it is not Unsolved Mysteries. It feels like. Yeah, some of them, some of them are pretty good. The others are, yeah, hit or miss. Hit or miss. See, the the thing about I loved Unsolved Mysteries as a did. kid. I know. You did. I loved that show, and. Like, I know, like, reboots, you know, people look down on them and whatever, but there's some stuff that if you're going to reboot a show, bring over the stuff that worked. Like, number one, you need a host. You need a narrator. Okay. For it. Because Robert Stack was like, that's like 50% of Unsolved Mysteries for me. And then the other thing is, like, you need more segments. You got to... It it's it feels like the Netflix's unsolved mysteries is Netflix's uh abandoned <laughs> documentaries. I found They're a like, lot of them to be compelling. And in particular the last one is specifically
0: about a woman who's just who does this. Who's like okay. you wanna hop in my van? The guys like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> and then the next day she's like, Hey, you wanna hop in my van? And the next guy's like, Yeah, fuck yeah I do <laughs> yeah, I watched...
2: <laughs> I like to see the arms. Bryce just likes to see the arms. I watched the f- first one, and I don't even remember what it's about. Oh, it's the guy that that fell down and you gotta went, watch through,
0: it. went through a hole. You gotta watch the second one.
2: You really do. Okay. I, and then I skipped to the, the aristocrat family, I didn't, which was like... I missed some of them. Definitely. There's only six episodes. Yeah, it was definitely a solved mystery. Like, yeah, there's some his, of them
0: that are foregone conclusion mysteries. Yeah.
2: His his f- This entire family died except for the husband, and the husband isn't anywhere to be found. Right. It's like, oh, the husband killed them all. Foregone conclusion mysteries. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that, it doesn't work as much. I mean, I'm going to watch all the episodes, of course. Like, I, I get it. But it really feels like Netflix found a story, like making a murder story, or like... Tiger King story where they're like, Mm -hmm. this is really interesting. Let's delve deep into this. Let's go like full serial podcast on this and discover the evidence that no one else has discovered and really dig deep and they couldn't find anything else. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's still it's still a complete mystery and there's nothing we can do about it i'll give you some pot so they so they (laughs) compiled all of those abandoned documentaries and said unsolved mysteries let's get the theme music and just tack it on there i'll give you some pot carrie and i get a little high
0: okay and then we watch this and it's very um very compelling very compelling uh not not necessarily compelling but it's fun to have fun with it right right but you always got to there, some of them get pretty gross and really? dark, and so you kind of gotta wash it, well, wash f- it down with some something light.
2: The first one is pretty cool. Yeah, like just a guy falls through the roof of a <laughs> through some room in a hotel, and he can't even really figure out what angle he came from. Yeah, like and not, then
0: uh, like not the not he like. He, almost as if he was dropped from the sky through a very thick roof. Right. And then his, his belongings are like carefully laid out on top of the roof next to the out, basically the outline of his body with his hands. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Looney Tunes. Uh Yeah, just a goofy right yeah. impression. And, and his phone's like carefully laid out there, and his wallet's there, and it's like, yeah. well, that's not how this happened for sure. How this guy fucking, how this guy fucking fall directly through from the sky into the roof?
2: You know, I didn't even think about it. But what if it was a helicopter? That's what I thought of over and yeah. over again. But really, the most well, anyway,
0: anyway, hell raising. I mean,
2: they're probably like trying to make it look like he jumped from the roof of the Belvedere. For, and they push him out of a helicopter, mm. but they like couldn't get it quite right. They should have gotten it closer. I think he jumped from the
0: Belvedere. I think there's a, there's a, like a, a little, yeah,
2: cat. that, that, that,
0: they ledge. were like, it'd be too hard to run. It's like, no, it wouldn't, <laughs> what are you talking about? I could run down that.
2: If the, if the end goal was dying on the roof below, I could right. fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff makes it, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Hellraiser, um, I like that Frank after he's reconstituted he's he's kind of uh, vain enough that he starts wearing suits. Yeah. He's like, "Don't look at me.
0: Don't look at me." And,
2: and then he starts wearing suits. Yeah. I I can't tell if it's vanity or modesty. It's not modesty because that man lived like a like a
0: like a bum. <laughs> right. Like a dirty old bum. Um and Then he started and then and then I
2: was about to punch him cuz he's a dirty old bum. So Christy eventually gets the cube, and she gets shocked by the lightning sperms that come out of the cube.
0: Oh, oh.
2: (laughs) And she gets obsessed with it, opens it up, and she's at a hospital, and all of a sudden the walls open up, and there's a crazy-looking monster, that very much like a... I, like a a monster from The Thing. Yeah, I love this monster. It's just really disturbing. It's like, Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's all upside down, and it kind of defies the laws of gravity
2: because it runs on the wall. Yeah, it's got like a scorpion tail, but it's like a tooth. It's like, ah,
0: rah, rah. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. it. really wants to eat them.
2: In terms of like the surreal imagery and stuff, I don't think there's enough of that in modern horror. No. Like, you're absolutely right. You know... Just the disturbing, like... Like the Willy Wonka effect. Like when they're on the boat. Right. Why, where it's why just is like, the guana there? Why is there a random decomposing thing? It's like... It's just color. It's just... Yeah. The surreal imagery, and it really... It's a motherfucking montage. ...adds, adds to the... To the mood of the movie. You know, um, you know, the one r-
0: recent movie that we watched that actually comes through on that shit is The Evil Within. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. If you guys want to watch a movie that really fucking, I mean, it swings for the fences on the fucking weird imagery, watch The Evil Within. Uh, we reviewed it. It was one of the first movies we, we reviewed, so check that out. Because it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's not a good movie. It's just a very interesting movie.
2: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting movie. Um, so, Christy kind of figures out what's going on. She, she gets approached, she gets almost taken by the Cenobites. And then she's like, hey, remember my Uncle Frank? He's, he's, he's back here now. You want him? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then they, she goes, there, and Frank is taking her dad's skin and put it on. There's a big switcheroo. And then... Um, yeah, he, so he looks like her dad now. Yeah. And then he goes... To Frank in um, the skin suit, in the egger suit, um, <laughs> whatever his name is. What does his, his name? The father's name is Larry. Um, Frank in the Larry suit goes to stab Christy, and then she uh, she jukes him. Perry. And he ends up stabbing Julia, and he's like, all right. Yeah, that'll do. (laughs) Just not even an oops, and like, okay, well, I guess I'll kill her then. Yeah. Like, nothing personal. It's like, this was all personal. Yeah. Like, what? What You made it, in? you did this. (laughs) You made it personal.
1: I mean, this guy was a real jerk.
2: Sure was. (laughs) And then, um, eventually the Cenobites are summoned and they take Frank and he's got all the, the hooks in him. This is another yeah, really so, iconic scene.
0: So this whole time, Frank has been trying to evade the Cenobites because he knows that he's basically, he's pulled one over on them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um so he's like, look, we got to get out of here before the Cenobites realize that I'm back. Because if they realize that I basically escaped them, then they'll want to get me back and, you know, bring me back. And so that's how Christy um, you know, Christy approach, basically, in a back alley deal with the Cenobites, mm-hmm. approaches them and is like, Hey, you don't want to kill me because I know where Frank is. And they're like, Frank, we killed Frank. That's impossible. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, Frank's alive and reconstituting himself. So don't kill me. And, and I'll, I'll show, show you where he, where he is. is. And they're
1: like, Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com Daily bonuses are waiting No purchase necessary Void where prohibited by law 18 plus Terms and conditions apply See website for details uh,
0: We'll put a pin in killing you <laughs> Pinhead says we'll <laughs> put a pin in you <laughs> <laughs> Got him Uh But we definitely want to see where this Frank is So like But do be aware we, You're not necessarily safe
2: Yeah so Frank gets caught, and he gets, like, all the chains with the hooks on the end of them. Like, this is another, like, really effective scene of just being stretched by these hooks. And then this is a really iconic line, but I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because Frank, like, looks at Christie and his, like, skin is stretching apart. He's about to explode from the pressure yeah. of these hooks. And he goes, Jesus wept. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it sounds like a badass, cool line, but to me, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, it just made me confused. So
0: this is, I really love the line. Yeah. uh, And I, and I like the way it's used. And I think it's, I think it's meant to mock God, um, because for a number of reasons, right? So it, so it, it describes a a moment when God was sad, Mm -hmm. basically. It's also the shortest Verse in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Um And then, uh, so, so it's like, oh, look, look at the power that that I have. It's, it's, I can quote the Bible, even though I'm, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a spitting in the face of God line, in in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I still don't see it. I don't know. That's just a personal thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, you'd have to listen to a lot more metal to really be. Able I to, guess so. Yeah, to really be able to get yeah. this,
2: is this a metal thing? Yeah. yes, um, so anyways, uh, then the cinobites come after Christy, and she she rubs the box's nipple until it comes and mm. then they leave um yeah the the little lightning things that come out of them definitely look like lightning sperm, am I wrong
0: no no, yeah, they do, yeah, they're like uh, <laughs> they're like the Flash's sperm, right,
2: yeah. <laughs> Really fast, um, and then they chuck the box into like a or electro some burning rubble that is out there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, did the house explode? Yeah, or is I there think just like some Frank's explosion may have lit everything? <laughs> I don't know. There's just some random piles of trash that were on fire. Which, yeah, to your point, does feel like Detroit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they throw the box into the fire and then the hobo comes out turns into a dragon and grabs it and flies away I'm fucking dead yeah the end the end <laughs> very similar ending to Candyman
0: bunch of bunch oh, yeah, of shit yeah, yeah. that was on fire yeah, a bunch of shit
2: on fire uh, that's right
0: you know and then uh, and then he's and then you know she gets really burned and she gives the lady her baby
2: back and yeah I want my baby back baby back so final recommendations who would like this Who would like this? I think, um, I think if you're really into 80s, oh, yeah, like goopy, gloopy special effects, like this is a must see. Um, like we said earlier, it really, it really defies the, the
0: norm in terms of the story and the, and the, the way it's all supposed to pan out, like I said, you see the box and you go, "Oh, that guy chases and kills a bunch of people with hooks." Yeah, if but you it's like, not
2: that. If you like the um, kind of religion-based horror, mm-hmm. like exorcism stuff, yeah. this is this is a definitely another side of the of the cube uh, of that <laughs> subgenre. Um, really does it? Really barely has anything to do with like religion, but it, other than. The concept of hell and pain and torment. Right. For eternity.
0: And, but there's an added element of mystery to the whole thing, which is the Cenobites are very intriguing. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, where did they come from? Who are they working for? The devil? Yeah. Or their angels? Yeah. Or, and so it sets up kind of this uh, sci-fi sort of intrigue where it's like, and there is a long and... And very detailed and overly detailed uh, explanation to all that in the following movies that mm. are dis- descendingly good. <laughs> Except for Hellbound. The
2: second one is pretty is as legit. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that is the perfect transition into our new game that will probably be played once called Hellraiser versus Hellraiser. Hellraiser versus Hellraiser um, looks at the Rotten Tomato scores... Mm. of movies mm-hmm. and we pit two movies against each other. You have to pick which one has a higher Rotten Tomatoes this score. This is not at all like any game we've ever played. Hellraiser versus Hellraiser pits one of the Hellraiser franchise movies mm-hmm. against a movie about a child that's really rambunctious. Oh, like okay. A, like a Hellraiser. You're like, ah, that kid's oh. a real Hellraiser. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. That's a stretch. Okay, so first, so we've got five. Mm. First pairing is Problem Child, starring John Ritter. Oh, okay. Oh, versus yeah. Hellraiser. Problem Child. This Pro- movie. Problem Child was kind of
0: a horror movie in and of itself, wasn't it? Like a light? <clears throat> no?
2: No, no, you're thinking of the good son with Macaulay culkin no i'm not uh because i remember well maybe i was just so young when i saw problem child that there was a scene in it that fucked me i mean with if you're a parent it's it's kind of a horror movie cuz it is like the worst case scenario of yeah child John it also R- has a uh, gilbert godfrey in it john
0: so. Ritter, Rip, rest and rip
2: yeah rip rest
0: and rip um yeah man uh gilbert godfrey is the king of comedy man have you watched any of his stand up It is murderously inappropriate. Right. Um, anywho. Okay. So which one has a higher score, which, and which Hellraiser are we pitting this one, this one, the original. Okay. So that tells me that problem child did at least decently. Um, but I (laughs) can't imagine problem child having a better score than Hellraiser just because, I mean, like you said, there is an, there is an argument to be made that Hellraiser is iconic enough to be a 10 out of 10. Um, We still talk about Hellraiser. I haven't heard Problem Child since, uh, well, boy, since it messed me up as a little kid. So, I'm going
2: to go Hellraiser. Okay. You are correct. Next pairing. Problem Child 2 versus Hellraiser, Hellseeker. Which one is that? Do you... uh, Uh, It was made in 2002.
0: Hellseeker. Um, Problem Child 2,
2: which is... (laughs) Probably very bad, versus... I'll, I'll tell you, I forgot to tell you this, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes for the previous one. So Problem Child had a Rotten Tomatoes score of zero. Oh my god! Hellraiser had a score of 71. Wow! We. Um, okay. So Problem Child 2 versus Hellraiser Hellseeker.
0: You gotta do, be able to do better than zero, uh, at least for <laughs> Problem Child 2. and uh, But I do know that... The Hellraisers really go into the, uh, bad territory later on. And 2002 is, that's definitely on the stanky side of fresh. So I'm going to say
2: problem child two. Wow. You got that one too. You are correct. What's, what's their problem child two has a score of seven (laughs) percent and Hellraiser has a score. Hellraiser, Hellseeker has a score of. Zero. Wow. We just really spans the spectrum. All right. Next up is Dennis the Menace from 1993 starring Walter Matthau. Yeah. Versus Hellraiser 3 Hell on Earth. Okay. This is where
0: the Hellraiser series started going downhill. But I can't imagine it being worse than a Dennis the Menace movie. But Dennis the Menace movies... Or, or There's the,
2: not as many as a, of them as I thought.
0: No, I think it's this one and maybe one other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a you know that is obviously meant for that is a family fair kids movie kind of thing um, right up against uh, the little rascals mm-hmm. from our childhood. I'm going to say Dennis the Menace probably did better than Hellraiser Three.
2: Okay, you are wrong. Oh, Hellraiser Three, Hell on Earth got. 41 percent wow and dennis the menace got 27 it's mm, mm, pretty mm. rough yeah. all right next we got curly sue <laughs> what <laughs> did you know about this or did you find this on a list you've never heard curly sue have you it's with uh, uh jim belushi okay. and uh a precocious little girl
0: i really despise jim belushi i think he's a i think he's a bad actor
2: I kind of like Jim Belushi in some stuff. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's he's like mostly going on for low-effort sitcoms there's now, no, but... There's no reason for him to be an actor. I, mean, I don't know. Agree to disagree. Okay. He's, he's all right. I mean, there's much worse than Jim Belushi. Uh,
0: who, who's the guy who plays Paul Blart? Kevin James. Kevin James exists, therefore Jim Belushi doesn't need to.
2: Well, yeah, he didn't exist back in the 80s, though. Jim Belushi was acting in the 80s? Yeah, that was like his heyday. Oh, really? Like 80s and 90s. Yeah. Right after his riding the coattails of his poor brother. Uh, whatever. Um, so Curly Chris Sue... Chris Farley exists there. For Curly me. Sue versus... Well, I mean, Jim Belushi wasn't a physical comedian. Okay, fine. <laughs> have it your way. Uh, we're going to have to do a retrospective on the Jim Belushi career, and then I will change your opinion. Um, I know... I don't know, probably two of his movie, movies. I don't know. I can't even remember. I can't actually defend my position, but I get—I don't have a bad opinion about Jim Belushi. He's all right. He's like a um, just middle of the road utility. I'm becoming very guy. irritated. All right. So Curly Sue versus Hellraiser Hellworld. Uh, do you know which one? That I is? can't remember. When did I, it come I out? didn't write down the year.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, good are you? It's in the middle. Hellworld. Hellworld. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going
2: to say the uh, Jim Belushi one. You are wrong. What? Curly Sue got 13% and Hellraiser Hellworld got 20
0: Big difference. Pretty close.
2: Man. All right. Finally, this will determine whether you're, yeah, you win the, or not. This the, is a tie tiebreaker. The good son. Starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. A legitimately good movie. Versus Hellraiser Judgment, which was released a couple of years ago, 2018.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, when I say legitimately good, I mean above a five. You know, it's probably sitting around a six or a seven. Um, but that's definitely doing a lot better than the Hellraiser movie. Definitely.
2: Final answer? Yeah, final answer. You are wrong. No way. Yeah. What? The Good Son got 26 versus Hellraiser Judgment got 50.
1: What?
2: I know, right? I love The Good Son. I, I might have to this, watch that again because maybe it's like... I watched it last year. It was great. Yeah. I thought it was like really highly disturbing. You can't And you can't beat Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Well, I probably could. They're weaklings. <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially at that age, "Come I mean, to come Daddy" uh, is a is a pretty disturbing horror movie
2: starring Elijah Wood that came out last year. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right, so that was Hellraiser versus Hellraiser. You lost. Let's move on to it came from social media. Yes, it came from social media to
1: fill the world with terror to bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures
2: it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? Came from social media is just a bit where we read comments and questions from our social media feeds. There's so many now that it's hard to, like, we could talk for like an hour probably from what we've... Gotten from the last week. Listen, A lot if, of communication. We love talking to, to all of you. Um, sorry if we don't include you on this week's. It came from social media, but um, lots of good conversations. This if, week. You, uh,
0: if you if if you you would like to help us out, the other way to do it would just be to like us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because um, those numbers are important to us, too. And it's important for us to be able to reach out to you and talk to you. And you know, and that is something that we will do, and we'll talk horror movies with you. We'll also talk disgusting, disturbing bull- <coughs> bullshit with you, like yeah, dick monsters and all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of weird shit, so um yeah, we'll talk drain addict and ratty and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, so do like us on Facebook and all where or wherever you
2: social so one common theme this week of social media posts is since we've launched our shop with all our stickers, uh, the people are receiving them and they're posting on social media that they got a, their sticker pack and, uh, and a note from HMT. And so those people are, uh, there might be more, but I know Sarah, Eric, Ross, Heather, and Kylie bean, um, all posted in Facebook or Twitter or or Instagram, yeah. about receiving them. So thank you so much. Um, also no, another cool photo that you can check out on Facebook is um listener Wendelin's son. No, Wendelin made this for her son. Yeah, which was a crocheted alien. Yeah, a xenomorph. It's yeah, it's great. It's adorable. Yeah, I can't I can't believe how uh,
0: the fine stitching on the. <laughs> On the alien is, and uh yeah, I'd like one of those. Yeah, like you, you set up a you set up a uh, a sweatshop. You produce those little those little knitted aliens. We'll mm-hmm. we'll sell them for you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll give you a cut, like we give Dustin a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the other real long conversation that we've been having a uh, kick out of, and that you alluded to is. From penis monsters to drain addict to yeah. um i even got into e fucked a little bit ah, the French. Did have you do you ever go on e fucked no really i uh, yeah no oh man that is that is like a it's real guilty 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 pleasure is uh porn bloopers okay there's it's I mean, come on, you listen to your mom's house. It's basically that, that. It's fine. Realm. I just
0: like the commentary with it. You know, it's like, uh, and you know, there's a specific jerk off there, mood
2: there is where a- I'll be like, I just want some real time, you know, experience. Right. Right. You know? But I mean, there is a little commentary. It's, it's kind of funny. Okay. Of I'm not, stuff. I'm not
0: judging. I'm just saying I don't. I, I didn't even really know it existed. Okay,
2: well, now you're in luck. I'm sorry to bring that in, into light. Anyways, Glittercore fifty five on Instagram asked us what our favorite non-horror movies were. Go, No Limit, No Judgment. Um, I put it's so hard to answer because there's so many, and it's like yeah, there's I don't so many.
0: I, I and there's so some many.
2: that I like that it's, not, but it's not like I rewatch them a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some that are just like i don't know um and i didn't even like think of like 80s stuff where it's like well of course like back to the future and ghostbusters and all that stuff Mm. like but it's it's so much like in in the ether that it's not even worth including for me i put uh requiem for a dream that's like been my top most favorite for a long time uh lion which is more recent uh, Fight Club, Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, The Kill Bills, Schindler's List, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, Bean John Malkovich, um, but really anything by Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson before, during and before There Will Be Blood, or Darren Aronofsky, or Senior Spielberg Go. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg's Mexican counterpart. Yeah, And Big Lobowski. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um- my taste is very similar. Uh, the only one that I really forgot that you had was Being John Malkovich. I really like that movie a lot. Um, and a lot of the movies – a lot of my favorite movies have John Malkovich in them. Uh, so, like The Three Musketeers. Yeah, mine <laughs> – The Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, mine were There Will Be Blood, No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, which has Malkovich, The Big Lebowski, uh, Black Swan – which could be argued is, is horror. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, Lord of the Rings, Return of the Jedi. I like
2: Return a lot. Yeah. I didn't even include Star Wars or like any of that stuff because I was like, hey, that's just, that's a, just a given. Fargo, Saving Private Ryan, Jurassic Park, Terminator 2
0: is a big one and obviously Predator. Predator is. Oh, man, what a fabulous movie Predator is. Yeah. And that's another one like Hellraiser that kind of breaks a lot of the mold of what in what you think it's supposed to be. Um, And then Lion.
2: Uh, yeah, Lion as well. Yeah, I can't think of a movie that
0: Affected has a me. bigger
2: emotional reaction.
0: Yeah, I like movies that that devastate me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you.
2: Neil, for no one. I am no man. I cry every time. Um, so there's a lot more. Sorry if we didn't get to you. Um, but we do have to wrap up the episode. Kind of uh, time crunch on this one. Um, thanks to everyone that's a patron. Um, you're really helping us out. Uh, thanks to anyone that ordered stickers off of our new shop. Um... And uh, please share the podcast with a friend if you like it. Check out our website for links to ways you can support us, even low-effort ways that you're probably going to do anyways, like shop on Amazon. Just click through the button and the banner on our website, and that helps us out. Um, and that's it. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. We love you. See you next week. Bye.
1: in today's enlightened society there remains a stigma to being a uh, psychosexual sadist